Welcome back to the Ring 'em Up podcast. It is finally here, the Fall Classic, your MLB World Series, and I did not expect half of this to happen, I guess you could Woo! say. Who would have thought, man? Holy shit. Holy shit. That's all I have to say. I mean, and that's speaking from one side of the, you know, there's two teams playing. One side, you can be like, arguably was like, okay, that makes sense. But the NL representative in this, nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody. I, I would bet money that Diamondbacks in the middle of May were not thinking World Series. They probably were not. However, I wanted, I I always was uh, stuck on that nobody had the Diamondbacks getting here. But I will give it up to Will Burton. Don't know who Will Burton is. Never heard of this guy. It's probably just some dude who knows in the middle of who knows where. But back on June 1st, 2023, he called out the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Texas Rangers in the World Series. That's four months ago. That's who in the this is this is after a tweet came out that the D-backs are now tied for the best record in the National League. But then they go on this slump. Everybody thinks they're done. They almost give they almost just fall completely out of contention for everything and now they're right back here and guess what all they needed was a ticket that's it they needed a ticket to the dance and look what they did with it i mean it goes to show you right all all you need all you need to do is get in that's it all you need to do is find a way to get in that's it because after that who knows what happens i mean it is just absolutely crazy to think about i mean wow i just thinking back at the start of the playoffs we not one person was thinking, oh, they're going to get past the Brewers. Oh, well, you know what? They did. Okay, well, now they got to face the Dodgers. Well, nobody had them be getting past the Dodgers. They swept them. Two in Los Angeles, one at home. They also swept the Brewers. They also swept the Brewers. All, swept all, the Brewers. Uh, I guess it was only a three-game series, yeah. but two games. But they went to Milwaukee. Swept them. Swept them. They went to L.A. Swept them. Swept them. And now you get them in the seven-game series against the Phillies, which I personally thought had everything and anything to win it all. I thought, oh I thought they God, were there. Man. I thought they had the momentum. I thought they had the players. I thought everybody was ready to rock and roll and get this done this year. And then they choke. They go out and they lay an egg. They choke big time, man. Holy shit. I mean, just goes to show you, man. It don't matter how much money, who's on your team, the names. None of that shit matters. Nobody knew anybody on that Diamondbacks team other than maybe Corbin Carroll. Maybe Tommy Pham because he's been around the league for a little bit. True. I mean, Zach Gallen, sure, he started that. Made a name for yeah, himself you know, this year He started year the sure. All-Star game for the National League. Paul Seawald, maybe because he was the closer for Seattle. But. Alec Thomas, nobody knows him. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows who the he is. The only reason I know of Alec Thomas is because of the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, me too. That's, That's the, the only reason. Yeah, that is the only reason I know. I knew of, I guess, Alec Thomas before coming into the season was because of the World Baseball Classic. He played for Mexico, obviously, so we followed all of Mexico's games, followed that that you know awesome run that they had with uh, Arosa Reña as well and Isaac Paredes over there as well. You know what I mean? So Alec Tomics kind of being in that mix really kind of, you know, brought him into the light a little bit, at least for me, because I had no clue who he was before this. Gabriel Moreno, their catcher, and 20, honest, 23 honest, years old. Honestly, he has become one of my favorite players in the game. Dude, so fucking good. I, dude, behind the dish, he is really good. He had that one play. I can't remember what game it was in. Um, but the ball bounces off of his chest, off the dirt. Uh, he goes to get it towards that third baseline. and then Throws fires, that short. Yeah, throws that short. Fires a missile over there to second base. It looked base like he was running out. in slow motion, though, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, Schwarber looked yeah. like he had a whole U-Haul attached I mean, to him. I was going to say, I mean, Schwarber in general, I don't know, is a fast runner. But still, oh. you know what I mean? My God, you have guys just stepping up left and right for this team, dude. All over the place. I mean, it's it's it happens all over the place. I mean, because you really look at it, Corbin Carroll hit two twenty two for the for for the NL, NLCS. He's right. your star. Don't get me wrong. He's your star, but he hit two. He hit just over two hundred twenty seven at bats. Had six hits, uh, two RBIs, and struck out five times. So where's the rest of produ- where's the production coming from? From guys like Cattell Marte, the NLCS the N- MVP, the NLCS. I mean, dude, he's he's on like what a sixteen game uh, postseason 
postseason hitting hitting streak. Yeah, something like that. So I think he's tied or passed. I can't remember if he tied or passed the record on that now. Um, I think he's tied. I think Jeter has that record or had it or there, I something like that. But yeah, I know exactly. Still, regardless of the situation, sixteen game hitting streak in the postseason. That's insane. That's insane. And isn't this his first postseason too? Uh, I mean, I don't know who else he would have been. I don't know who else he would have played with in the postseason. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, again, I mean, people are stepping up doing this. We talked about Gabriel Moreno, right? I mean, the dude's come out, too, and he's he's been lights out. I mean, he's been playing defensively. He's been hitting the shortstop, man, Gerardo Pordomo. Out of nowhere. Who is this Came out of nowhere. Who is this guy? No idea who that was before before this series, honestly. I mean, yeah, like you said, you just have guys just stepping up. The thing about this team is it's such a frisky team, man. What they do, what they're so good at is finding ways to get on and then putting pressure on. These guys know what small ball is. They're bunning guys over. They're stealing bags left and right. They're hitting and and running at the same. I mean, they're doing the little things and just putting the pressure. And honestly, that's what kind of, I think kind of shot Philly. You know, Philly doesn't have that kind of, I mean, yeah, Trey Turner's, you know, will steal you some bags, but they don't have the pressure on the bags like Arizona does. Needless to say, though, we're not even talking about what won them this series. What won them this series is their pitching. That's yeah. What, that's what it all came down to was Arizona just outpitched and their bullpen out-bullpened Philadelphia at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, when you uh, when you go into it and your closer, Craig Kimbrell, is out there blowing saves for you... Uh, and they you continue I mean? to put them in. Yeah, and you continue you continue to roll them out there. It's kind of like a, uh, you know what what's what's going on here? Why is this happening? You know what I mean? Um, Arizona, yeah, Arizona's bullpen. I mean, came out and lights out. I mean, Kevin Ginkle, seeing him come in for I think he threw a little bit over an inning that last game, right? He threw an inning in the now, I think. And yeah, an inning in the third, that slider. Oh, my God. Had these guys over – had their swords just going everywhere. He made all – he made those – he made Real Muto and uh, – Trey, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. Castellanos. I mean, he made all these guys yeah, look fucking it, stupid. It wasn't the bottom of the lineup. It wasn't – um, it wasn't what's his name who, that's hitting playing center field oh, and hitting last. Fielder. Yeah, I get, Rojas. It wasn't him batting one thirty six that he's got up there swinging a sword. No, it was it was just it was a Trey Turner. It was J T. Realmuto. Like these guys are up there and had no clue what he was what he was throwing. Yeah, he. I mean, yesterday it was bad, man. Like your game seven, you got the meat of your order up and. Kevin Ginkle's going to come in and abs- and just make you look silly up there. Not even that. You have Trey Turner coming up with one out and two guys on. Right at right behind Trey Turner, you have uh Bryce Harper coming in right after him. Trey Turner tries Trey Turner tries to bunt or I don't remember. He no, he just struck out swinging at two of those sliders and then Bryce Harper pops up to center field like uh what's going on here? That's what I'm saying, man. Like What are we doing? Kevin Ginkle, do you know what um you know what pick he was in when he got drafted? I have no clue. He was a 659th overall pick. So pretty much the last pick of the draft. Basically the last pick, and that's who's making the difference right now. Oh, my God. That's what's the difference between Arizona being in the World Series and Philadelphia being in the World Series. I mean, of course, there's other things. Paul Seawald, their actual closer, has been lights out. Unreal, Dude too. looks unhittable. It looks like he looks automatic up there. Yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy to see, right? Paul, so he's he, he threw in four innings, uh, four innings pitched, right? So you have that um, a point. Where are we looking here? Let me get this a three point one two ERA. I mean it's this guy comes out and just shows. Yeah, in the right? regular season, postseason he has a zero zero no, ERA. Oh uh, yeah, yep. Regular season zero ERA. Fat, fat the rookie. Or how do you oh say? How, does, how do you? Is that how yeah, you say? Some shit like that. Brandon Fat or Brandon something, whatever it is. There, one point eight six ERA in two starts. A rookie going nine and two thirds innings, six hits, two earned runs, with sixteen strikeouts. We're talking about a dude who was in minor league in the minors this year. Sixteen strikeouts. What? And then they throw him in their game seven, the big at the bank. Who let's keep in mind that Arizona went to the bank down a game 
right? They have to play game six and game seven and won both of those games. Well, before that, I mean, he had a game, what was it, game three, right, that he threw as well? Let me double check just to be sure. Uh, yeah, I want to say he threw game three, right, where he went. Let me see if I can't pull this up really quickly. Because he, he had like nine strikeouts through, what, five innings in game in that game that he yeah. threw? I want to say it was game three. Yeah, I think it was. Um, Goes out there and just shoves. I mean, just completely puts it on there. Uh, Arizona ends up winning that one two to one. Yeah, you know, that was the first game in Arizona, right? right yeah, now. that he threw. And then he comes back game seven, and you're like, well, I mean, personally, going into it, I was like, does this kid have it to, to, to do it again? This was the game when we're like, why the fuck are they pulling him? Yeah, Remember in that? game three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he comes, he, uh, he pulls he went out. Five, he went five and two-thirds, allowed two hits, had struck out nine. At like 70 pitches. Yeah, and I think he had walked the guy or something, and that's why they took him out or yeah. something. I didn't understand the move. I thought it was one of those we're over-managing kind of things. I get it. It's the, you know, NLD. Yes, but at the same time, the dude's on a roll right now. Why not let him go? You know, what I, mean, I mean, at the end but, of the day, it worked out, and you know, it obviously didn't matter. The move paid off, but still, I mean, god damn, they just have these guys that are just stepping up. The moment's not too big. Like no, nobody. I think that's what maybe makes it a little bit easier. You know what I mean? Is nobody just no pressure? There's no pressure because nobody expected them to do any of this. Right. Everybody was expecting them to be gone at the first series, and right. here they are now, headed to the World Series, and they're like, "Well, shit." I mean, who cares? What do we got to lose? Like, yeah, we weren't then, we weren't expected to get here, so what does it matter? You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's uh, was maybe Philly's downfall a little bit was they had a lot of pressure. They had the superstars they had the money they threw at you know turner they had all this pressure and you know oh they're playing at the bank everybody knows the what do they what do they sign say bedlam at the bank or yeah something bedlam like that. at the bank or something so, I mean, like that there's yeah. pressure and to go out there and lay a goose egg is just i mean well i mean you sit back and you look at it i mean because the same thing i mean obviously i sat there and i was like okay now we're going back to philly you got a three two series lead and you're playing at home in probably one of the toughest home ballparks to play in, especially this time of year. Two games. Yeah, you're playing two. You only got to win one of the two, right? I said, okay. I said, okay, you you go home. You have Aaron Nola for game five. And then Ranger Suarez. If Who's you, been or, really fucking for, good. Yeah, for game six, sorry. And then Ranger Suarez for game seven. That's also been really good. I was like, okay, sure. Arizona maybe comes out with the first one, but you get by... I don't think you get by Philly twice. No, right? no, absolutely not. However, when you have Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, and Nick Castellanos going one for 28 in two games, what the hell happened? And and this is a team that put up 10, game two. They, they, put, they put on an absolute show in game two where they literally scored 10 runs in, you know, in Philly – off of uh, Merrill Kelly, I think, is who started game two for them. And then they they just go fucking blank. Like, I don't... I, they scored I, 10... I just, they, they win 10 nothing that game, and then the game five that they won in Arizona, they won 6-1. to one. Right, so... And that's with coming back home, you know, right? Because they won the third game, right? They lost yeah, the they, first two, won that third game in Arizona. So they're... Now you're flight coming back, home, yeah, yeah, that flight back feels good. We oh, just yeah. won this game uh, six to one. Now we're we got Aaron home. Nola, who's been really fucking good. Lose, okay. So Ranger Suarez, just as good, has been just as effective, and the offense is just nowhere to be found. It was non-existent. I Trey mean, uh, Turner, nowhere to be found. No. Schwarber had a double. That's about it. Bryce Harper didn't do anything. Castellanos, he ended the series zero for twenty-one. Yeah, zero for twenty-one. That's bad. What? What? <laughs> You go from hitting four home runs in the NLDS to all of a sudden you can't. I mean, the ball became the size of a bean, and you just have no clue what's going on up there. It's unbelievable, man. I yeah, mean, it, I, it's 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 crazy to see how quickly things turned, and I mean, it turned for for the team that I didn't think it would happen to. I yeah, I again, this was uh, something. I mean, I, I I doubted I've every pick I've made this year, every playoffs <laughs> has been against the Arizona, Diamondbacks. Yeah. I've not once thought about them being an actual contender, but 
They've won every fucking series so far, so I'm done doubting. And, I mean, that's what it took is for them to get to the World Series, for me to doubt them. Again, keep this in mind. They're doing it with Zach Gallant and that fat guy. Other than that, they don't really have – they had a bullpen game in there. They had Merrill Kelly who got lit up. I mean, they don't really have anybody else, but they're making it work. Yeah, yeah they're finding a way to get it done. I mean, again, so this is this is the uh, – NLCS stats for the seven games that were played. Nick Castellanos, a .42 batting average. Woo! Stay hot. Oh, my God. Had one hit, and that that hit was a home run in 24 at-bats. And I'm pretty sure that was the game where they scored the 10 runs. Yeah. Um, Bryce Harper, 217. Hey, that motherfucker cost me money. 217. Bro, what are you doing? You're supposed to be the guy. JT Romuto, 259. Okay, sure, why not? Alec Baum, 280. Seemed like Alec Baum wasn't even there the whole series until that last game when he finally hit that home run. I don't know about you, but I had now nobody. He, he didn't look he looked bad. Like all series, right? Those last two games in Philadelphia were atrocious for their offense. Johan Rojas, one thirty six. He wasn't in there for the offense anyway, so okay, fine. That's cool. Kyle Schorber, three sixty four. Cool. You did your part. You were handling business. Fortunately, the rest of your team wasn't there. 22 at-bats, had eight hits. Hey, two two doubles, uh, five five RBIs, eight walks, right? You did your thing. Bryson Stott, 240. Trey Turner, an even kill 200. God. Even kill 200. Yeah, you hit your two home. You hit uh, your home run, I guess. But, God damn, talk about choking. You guys have it all. You guys have everything there. Scored three runs in those last two games. That's and just you crazy. just yeah, you couldn't get it done. That is unbelievable. And then Craig Kimbrell, we talked about their pitching. A twelve ERA. Out a boy, keep throwing him out there. Let's let's hope things change. When you right? have a guy like Jose Alvarado, I understand throughout the season he was never your closer, but as you can see, you gotta make changes and adapt and figure things out as you go and go game to game. Why are you throwing Craig Kimbrell out there to get the most important outs of the game on a regular basis? Why it's don't, not, it makes not, no sense. Not only do you have Craig, not only do you have Jose Alvarado, but you also have Sir Anthony Dominguez, which also throws hundred miles an hour. And three, I, three games pitched, two and two thirds inning. Yeah, he had three walks, but also had three strikeouts and no earned runs. I'll take my chances over uh, Craig Kimbrell. I mean, at that point, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose at that point? I mean, it, it's just insane to think, man. That I mean, again. I'm pumped that Arizona made it. This is huge. I, I I want. I did have Philly winning it. I really did, and I thought they had it. You know, like you said earlier, but I think it really just came down to you. Just have a bunch of young veteran or not a uh, veteran, just a young like unexperienced, zero pressure. Like let's just go out there and play some fucking baseball, like we used to when we were younger. Let's run the bases. Let's steal. Let's you know bunts. Let's move guys over. Let's just do little shit, and it works. The one thing that really surprised me about this Arizona team is your power hitter, Christian Walker. Has done nothing. Is non-existent. Has done nothing. Imagine <laughs> if you get him going. He's your four hitter, non-existent in this whole series, and you're sti- you still win. A point zero nine one batting average. Holy shit. For Christian Walker. That's their um he bats fourth, I believe, for them. Struck so. out nine times in twenty two at bats. Oh my God! Talk dude. about non-existent, and yet they're still winning ball games. Tommy Pham hit a cool one hundred, a cool one hundred, and you're still Evan Longoria, a cool one hundred five. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand how you have you have this kind of numbers, and you manage to beat this team. Because even even uh, who's that other third baseman that they ended up bringing in? Uh, Emmanuel Rivera. Five games, 12 at-bats, one hit, two hits, 167. How is it that you're able to put this lineup out there with these kind of numbers and say we just won a National League championship? We series? just scored more runs than Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Castellanos, Real Muto. Our lineup just out-hit their lineup. Like, this is mind-blowing. Like, I don't understand how this happened, especially with the way these – I mean – Two-run ball game. Obviously, game two was lopsided. Game three, a one-run ball game. Game four, one-run ball game. Five was a five-run ball game. Game six was a four-run ball game. And then game seven was a two-run ball game. You're going to tell me that these numbers 
just looking at this as just looking at these numbers, you know, you're going down and you're seeing this is what they did. You're going to tell me that you thought this team actually won. No, not a chance. But then you look at Philly's numbers and they're worse <laughs> and they're worse. I understand the pitching's good and the pitching's always going to outshine. You know, that's what's going to win you ball games at the end of the day. But when you have a star-studded team like the Phillies do, and you have guys who are known for the being in the clutch and hitting bombs, and they just went silent. They had nothing that series. It was crazy. But to you see. don't ha- with the Phillies. You don't have three guys that hit under two hundred. Well, you have Nick Castellanos that hit the point oh four two. Sure, you know what I mean. And the Johan Rojas. That's two guys. Right, your regular starters. I guess Trey Turner was right at 200. So I'll give you the three: Bryson Stott, 240; Shorber, 364; uh, JT, 259; Brandon Marsh, 333. I mean, like you had guys doing their jobs that weren't supposed to be doing their jobs, and the right. guys that were supposed to weren't there. Well, and that's and that's what it came down to, man. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Arizona has this way of playing where no matter if they get walked on, if they you know if they get on by a walk or by a hit, hit by pitch, whatever. They put so much pressure on the bases, and I think that really does make a huge difference. They were stealing bags left and right. Corbin Carroll's an absolute problem. I don't care what he did this series. He's a problem. He has so much power that I don't think people really know about. His speed speaks for itself. And, I mean, you have guys like Alec Thomas coming off the fucking bench and hitting walk-off bombs. Well, to me, to be honest with you, Alec Thomas was kind of a weird one because dude's been hot, had two home runs in the series, and then you come in game seven. And he's on the bench. Yeah, didn't come out at all. When 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 I saw that he wasn't playing, I was like, "What the hell is going on here? Like, why why are they sitting him? Dude, literally hit a bomb just the other night. He's hot. He's probably one of your hot hitters right now, and you're gonna sit him and not start him. And then they go, they start talking about, well, we had this plan. We knew what we were doing against the lefty. Alec Thomas doesn't start for us when we're facing a lefty, right? He seems to struggle a little bit more. And I was like. You got to give it up to this guy because he had his plan and he'd stuck to it. He said, we're not deviating from what we do. He yeah. Said, he said, this is who we are. This is what we do. And I understand and that it, he's he's hot. But at the end of the day, we're not going to deviate from who we are just because of the situation. Right. We're going to continue to be the Arizona Diamondbacks and continue to do what's what brought us to this game. Right. And that's unfortunately putting Alec Thomas on the bench. Right. Um. It is, yeah, like you said, he he did have that moment in game. What was it? Game three, I believe. No, is the game three the walk off game? Uh, Regardless, when he came off the bench at a bomb, um, he in the play in the postseason. So I'm talking, you know, wild card, divisional round, championship round. He's only had 33 at bats and has a 200, 212 batting average. So realistically, he's not doing great, but he has four bombs. He has seven hits. Four of those are bombs. Maybe this guy's just that clutch guy off the bench, you know? Hey, eighth inning, we're down the run, someone's on. I mean, 23 years old, dude. I think he's more than that. Uh, I think it's just maybe the lefty-on-lefty perception that you see from him. Maybe he just needs to figure out that lefty-on-lefty a little bit more and become a little bit more consistent there because the outfield, too. I mean, the dude's fast. Well, he's fast. I'm I'm telling you, all these guys are fast, dude. They're shortstop. He's so... All these guys will steal you bags. It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. The small ball is what's working for them. They're bunting guys over. They're hit, They're doing hit and runs. I don't know, man. It's it's a very exciting team, and um, I don't know. I I'm just shocked that they beat the Phillies. I really am. I'm shocked that they got to the NLCS. That too. Yet, yet alone won it. I mean, like you said, I doubted them every every step of the way against the Brewers, against the Dodgers. Not only did I doubt them to begin the series, but I said, hell, you're going back to Philly for game six and seven. There's no shot in hell that, no you, shot. that you're winning. Like, no. There's no chance, and and here you go. You continue to prove people wrong. You continue to say, keep doubting us, and we'll keep showing you what we can do. And I give all my props to these guys. I mean, all, all my props to them and everything that, they, that they're doing. They got one more step to go. They got four more wins that they need. We'll see kind of what happens there, right? But obviously, jumping into it over on the AL side, you got, a, you got a team over there that finally took out that juggernaut of Houston. And uh, the Texas Rangers are looking good. Yeah. Um, 
just thinking back the last time we recorded we made our predictions on who would win this series i had the astros in seven and um literally up until first pitch of game seven i i believed it nice i was like yep uh astros are gonna win this like they fucking usually do they had christian javier on the mound for game seven who looked like he was jesus christ before going into that start wasn't giving up hits wasn't giving up runs was going out there dealing it was untouchable was untouchable exactly that and texas came to play yeah the rangers came to play they did but not only did they let me i think this whole thing starts in the eighth inning game five in Arlington when Yes. Actually not the eighth inning, it was the sixth inning when Adolis Garcia hits a fucking nah, it wasn't a tank. It was a bomb. It was a home run. It went over the fence. It was a it was a home run. It was run. two seats. It was two rows deep, probably. it was home it was a home run when you're down. Again, you're down what was the score? Three two, I think, at the time. Yeah. Because it was a three run jack that put him up by two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was because Altuve's bomb that ended up winning it was a three-run bomb, I believe. So you're regardless, you're down by one or two, and you're facing a guy in the name with the name of Justin Verlander, Who's, which uh, looks good. He's he's looking good. Looks like he's pitching well. You know what I mean? Kind of getting through it. So it's like, um, this might be a tough situation for you. Then all of a sudden. This man, Adolis Garcia, mm-hmm. comes up and just hits one off of him. And I, I don't know that I've seen a bigger pimp job than, other than probably Jose or uh, what Jose was his Bautista. Jose Bautista's uh, bat flip. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've seen a a, a more uh, a, a bigger pimp job than than what yeah, Garcia did. He pimped the fuck out of that. <laughs> Not only did he pimp the fuck out of it, he stared at it. He watched it. He threw his bat down. Um, I saw some stats saying that that was the second. Slowest trot around the bases. Um, don't know how true that is, but yeah, that sparked that. Not only you know that gave him the lead, huge momentum change, and then the eighth inning. Um, fuck, what's his name? The relief pitcher, God Abreu. Abreu Bob, no, uh, not Bobby. is it Jose Abreu? No, not Jose Abreu. Jose no, Abreu is the, the first baseman. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian, Brian Abreu. Abreu. Yeah, comes in. Comes in. First pitch. Very first pitch. Where that? 98, right to the elbow. He's lucky he had that elbow guard on. If not, that would have hurt bad. Yeah, because I'm sure it still didn't feel good. Yeah. But where's it? And Adolis immediately turns back at Martin Maldonado. Immediately turns back and, like, starts pointing. You can, It kind of seemed like, like he, he said. like, pushed him and yeah. shoved him a little bit. It even kind of seemed like, like, no, you can't do that kind of thing. Um, I don't know how intentional that was. I don't think it was. I I want to say it wasn't um because I mean you got to you got to sit back and think of the situation. You know what I mean? You sit back and you look and you're up you're up a run. Um right, so the final score to this one was 8 to 3. No, it was 5 to 4 that game. Oh yeah, this was game 5. My apologies. Yeah, yeah so 5-4 your it was the final score. So you're up um you're up a run on you're up a run right there in the eighth inning, so the game's almost over. The last thing you really want to do in a situation like this, in my opinion, is put a guy on. Yeah, it's put a guy on so that way they extend the lead. You know what I mean? Coming into your your final at bat. Because they were playing in Texas, right? So yeah. it was the bottom of the eighth inning, and you're down you're down so you're down two runs. Yes. Because the three run jack tied it. I mean, you you putting guys on in that kind of a situation, giving them a chance to score more and extend that lead, probably deflates you even more than it does anything else. So I don't see that being intentional in that situation. No, just be, just for that reason, you're still trying to win these ball games. You don't you don't want to give anyone any kind of life. You know what I mean? And you intentionally hitting someone, putting him on first base because he pimped the shit out of a home run. That I mean, he deserves to 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 pimp. Yeah, no, you know I, what I mean? agree. If you're not okay with them pimping it, don't give up a fucking exactly. home run. Don't give it up. I but mean, it's, it's that simple. Kind of the same. I've all I've said this before, right? Same same way the other way around. If a pitcher strikes strikes you out, has you looking fool foolish up there, like he has every right to pound his chest and scream and fist pump or do whatever. 
you know what I mean, coming off the mound. Yeah. Up until that point, up until game five, the series was tied 2-2. Um, so you're not trying to – you you don't want more runners on the base that late into the game. So I don't. that's why I don't think it was intentional. I don't either. No. Um, I, I, I won't buy that. I think Abreu, I think it did just, you know, fucking slip. He was trying to go in. Whatever. I don't think – and Justin Verlander said it. I mean, obviously he's going to say – what fits the narrative, right? But of course, got to protect your guys. Got to protect your guys for sure. But again, they were down, they were down two because the yeah. Altuve home run gave, gave them the, the run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't think that was intentional. Regardless, though, um, after that, Altuve obviously comes up. Before we move on from this game, Jose Altuve is one of the clutchest fucking players on this planet. It's unbelievable. I don't care about the whole cheating thing. It is what it is. It happened, whatever. That's over with. That's over with. That was in 2017. We're talking about 2023. Jose Altuve is so fucking good. It's unbelievable what this man just shows up. Every October, this man shows up and does his thing. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know that I agree with Pedro Martinez, but he said that he might go down as the greatest second baseman of all time. And at first glance, like that sounds pretty crazy. But realistically, honestly, he might have a case for that. I mean, just kind of. This dude's so clutch in October. He's won, what, three? Worlds? No, two. He's won two. Yeah, so he won that one. Uh, the one, the cheating the scandal one. Yeah, and then, and then they won year. last year. Right, so he's got two rings for sure. But... That that home run to take the lead in the ninth inning, I thought the series was over after that. I really did. I'm like, wow, this fucking guy just did it again. And. I mean, they're going 3-2 back to Houston, you know, not only with they, all the momentum in the world. Yeah, That's not a, a huge home run. Not only are they going back to Houston 3-2, but they're going back to Houston with a clean sweep of three games in Arlington. In Arlington. Like that's, I mean, I mean, you you do that, especially the way you end game five with that three-run bomb. I mean, it's, it, it's, just, it's just hard to believe. It's hard to believe that Texas had a chance, but I did tell you before game five. I said, if Texas wins game five, they're going to win game six. I said, just whatever it was about it. But they lost the, game five. Game five was that game. Game six. Oh. If they won game six, they were going to win game seven. Sorry. Right. If they went back to Houston and they found a way to win that first one, I said they would win the set, the sec, the game seven. And they did it, you know, pretty, pretty convincingly. Right. 11-4, the final score of that game seven. Um, honestly, I think that uh, that Adolis Garcia incident with Martin Maldonado kind of cost them Game Five. I think they would have won if that didn't wouldn't have happened, just because of all the chaos that it yeah. caused, all the benches clearing, everybody coming out, and then them trying to sort out the situation. What are we gonna do? Who's getting tossed? Who's doing what? And then you had uh, what's his last name, Leclerc, the closer. Yeah. Um, he came in to close out the eighth, and now he's just sitting in the dugout for fuck. He sat there for like forty minutes at, at least. He sat you know through, I mean? through the inning while the whole fight was going on. And it's also worth noting that in that same inning, um, so Abreu got ejected, um, Adolis Garcia got ejected, and then and Dusty. Dusty Baker got ejected. Dusty Baker did not want to leave. Did you see that? No. Yeah, he was sitting on. He the was sitting. He goes, "I'm not oh, fucking yeah, leaving. I'm not going anywhere. He's not leaving." <laughs> yeah. The um, all the umpires came over to talk to him. The assistant coaches had to be like, "All right, dude, like, come yeah. on, get a grip, let's go." And no, literally, Dusty was not having it. He said, "Nope, I'm not fucking leaving." Needless to say, though, I mean, yeah, Leclerc sat there for fucking thirty, forty minutes while all that happened, just getting cold. And yeah, comes out, gives up a leadoff hit, and then I think he walked. He the walked guy. the next guy, and then in comes Altuve in a a sinker or a changeup that. Was over was the heart, a changeup change yeah, that stayed change over the heart of the plate, broke down and in on Altuve, and Al, uh, I've, how he got his hands in that barrel into I'm that part of the he's zone. So good, um, dude. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. He, I, yeah, he really is good. I mean, he's one of the best, like you said. Definitely uh, has a case for one of the best second basemen ever. You know what I mean? Just kind of thinking off the top of my head, I don't really know who you would throw up, throw up there, you know, next to him. Right. I'm sure looking into it that there's going to be other guys that you can obviously say, well, here's this person and here's this person and here's that person. But just off the cusp, I mean, he's definitely got a case. You know what I mean? Hats right, off to for him. For sure. Um, like you said, so Houston did take the three in Arlington, which, you know, probably sucked for the home crowd. But you know what's better than that? 
taking four from Houston in Houston. Yeah, that's Houston, embarrassing. Houston lost every home game in that uh, CS, which that's not Houston. That's not what they do. They don't lose games like that um, in their own home, especially all of them. Like, that's crazy. The one stat that really kept me in it for Texas was the fact that no team has ever won a World Series with a losing home record. And I think the I think the Astros had a home record of like 44 and 48 or something like that this year. So not a lot, but it was a losing record at home, right? And I don't know if you heard about all the controversy, but there was a whole lot of stuff about the batter's eye and them not being able to see. And the and, shadow. Yeah, the shadows or something. Something about and, the uh, roofs being open yeah. and closed. I was like, that's weird because you guys have been playing at this field since who knows, since, you know, who knows when. You guys didn't seem to have a problem last year when you win it. Right. I guess arguably in 2017 when you won it, there's a, a situation there or that against, you can say. Well, or against the Twins. Yeah, or against the Twins, right? In 2017 you win it with the help of a garbage can, so I guess the batter's eye doesn't matter in that situation when you know what pitch well, is going to come in. So. It's their home field. Can't they be like, hey, shut the fucking roof? Can't they just say that? Yeah, I, I guess Is not. that hard? Is, I, don't know. I don't know. There's also another conspiracy going around that uh, – Ted Cruz is a curse. Ted Cruz attended five Astro playoff games. Happens to be five that they lost. Who the hell is Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz. You know Ted Cruz, the senator. Ted Cruz, oh, the governor yeah, or senator. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the fuck he is. Uh, yeah, I, get, I know who you are. Every game he was attending, and he, he would post about it or post pictures of him at the game. Every single one that he was at, they lost. Some are saying he's a curse. Uh, <laughs> so, well, hey, continue to go, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't Maybe, mind seeing the yeah. Astros keep losing. But yeah, I was just pumped, man. I mean, I I wanted the Rangers to win, but I did have the Astros winning it. I just didn't want to see the Astros in another World Series. I I couldn't yeah, fucking. I just didn't want to see another minute made fucking World Series. I didn't. Yeah. Um. Uh, another agree. pretty cool stat: Bruce Bochy had never lost a game seven, but Dusty Baker had never won a game seven. So, if that didn't give you any more, I I I told you. I, in the last episode, I mentioned that to me, this series was going to come down to those two guys. And honestly, in that game seven, what was Dusty doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's he 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 sends out. I mean, he goes out and gets a um, Christian Javier after what, like an was it a, just a little over an inning? I want to say. I think he came out for the second. Yeah, he came out for the second. Then he goes out and gets him. And then uh, brings in whatever the next Hun- guy is. I think it was he- Hunter Brown that came in after. Yeah, so he brings in whoever. Oh, no, the- um, Phil Matten. Uh, again, who knows who that guy is, but he comes out, brings him out, and then all of a sudden he just leaves him out there and just lets him get get freaking hit off, just get teed off of. Yeah, so Christian Javier went. Oh, no, he went. Christian Javier went one out in that first inning. He gave four hits, three runs, all three of them were earned. And then he brought in uh, Phil Matten and then Hunter Brown. At that point, I mean, after Hunter Brown came out, you're down six. What I mean, what are you doing? You're just emptying the bullpen out at that point, well, hoping yeah, but, someone can stop it. Well, yeah, but why are you just going to let some guy out there to die in a game seven? Right. You I know think, what I mean, I mean for sure, he left Javier in, I think, a little too long is what I'm thinking. Because at that point, you should have, you should have had a game plan. Going into that, all right, if Christian Javier doesn't look good early, it's the next man up. Yeah. This is game seven. We have to win this fucking game. Yeah. Next man, whether it's Hunter Brown who has, whether it was Urquidy, maybe Urquidy comes in right after Javier. Whoever Somebody it is, needs yeah. to come in quickly, though. And I think, like you said, Bruce Bochy, who's known for moving guys in and out of bullpen, I don't give a fuck if you're a starter. I don't care if you're the closer and you're coming in the third inning. He d- he had that experience, you know. We saw it when he would bring in Madison Bumgarner to clo- get a fourth inning save. What was it that crazy time that he yeah. had thrown the game before and then came in the next game? Yep. Like he's not new to bring in, and he brought in Jordan Montgomery that game. Yeah, you know, he brought him in in a situation where things could have possibly started to turn. He said, "I'm not letting this happen." Jordan Montgomery's been our guy. Come out here, get a couple of outs, close the door, and let's end this. Yeah, I mean Scherzer. Hats off to Scherzer. I thought he was going to get shelled. I mean, he didn't do too bad. He went two and two-thirds, gave up two runs. Again, he's still kind of finding his groove, but it looked way better than his first start. And then he brought in Jordan Montgomery right after. He brought mm-hmm. him in in, what, the uh, 
third inning, pitched two in the third, and then that's when he turned it over to the you know his other bullpen arms once they took that bigger lead and had a little more confidence in you know the bullpen. But again, I mean, um, what what really happened was Game Six, Adolis Garcia struck out four times to start that game off. Yeah, <laughs> and then his final at bat hits a bomb. Yeah. And then after that, the dude just didn't stop hitting. Uh, yeah. He ended that. up with seven home runs in a seven-game series. 20 RBIs. 20 fucking RBIs is ridiculous. I'm just looking at this roster, too, and I'm thinking, what is Dusty Baker doing? Not only do you have Urquidy that you could have said, okay, cool, you got your three guys, you couldn't get it done, I'm pulling you. Urquidy, make sure you're ready. Or what about Luis Garcia? No, he's Luis Garcia had Tommy John. He hasn't been pitching all year. So he uh they still have him on the roster. Here. Yeah. Gotcha. No, okay. But that, that they had Urquidy, who was a starter. There, yeah. They had Hunter Brown who was a starter all year. Yep. They had other guys that I don't know that you could have had backed up. Like I guarantee you if if Bruce Bochy was in the same situation, Brandon Montgomery would have been warming up. Sean De Rafael Montero. Oh so, my god. Brian I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. It it really is. This, we've we've seen some really good baseball games really from both sides too. Really I mean, fun ones. Of, really eventful. I mean, what about the rookies just all over the place stepping up, right? Because you also have over there with Texas, uh, Evan Carter that got called up in September, batting three hundred over three hundred, and now he's yeah, now he's out there. You're, I think you're one of your everyday guys now. All of a sudden. Right. Um, obviously, Adolis Garcia, congratulations on your MVP there. Um, definitely well-deserved. Jonah Heim hitting 250. Josh Jung out there. Uh, he's got two home runs as well. I mean, Nathan Lowe with that big bomb too, right? Corey Seager, 258. Marcus Simeon is the one guy that uh, still kind of needs to find it, but he's that one guy that gets hot too, and now how dangerous does that lineup become? Right. You know what I mean? So. You have that there, um, pitching looking good again for um, for the for the Rangers top to bottom. Um, their bullpen seemed a little bit shaky, but again, Bruce Bo- getting the job done. Bruce Bochy getting the job done, finding what guys need, what moves to make. Nathan Ivaldi looks good, um, and obviously, like we talked about, Jordan Montgomery one two nine ERA in the in the uh, NLCS. I mean, talk I think- about impressive. Right, I, impressive is Nathan Evaldi. My God, is that guy fucking good? That man has some fucking balls on him, and it's not even comparable, honestly. What game was? I don't remember if it was his last game. It might have been the first time he pitched against Houston, where he had bases loaded, nobody out, strikes out two, or you know, some, it was something like that. Yeah, he and struck I sent, out one, struck out two. I don't think they were back to back, but he got one to pop up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this man, he's just meant. He's just meant for October baseball. It's insane. I mean, and it definitely shows because last uh, the last time he was there with the Red Sox too. That's kind of where he really. That's where know, he made a name for himself. Yeah, that's where people. That's where were he like, got okay, paid. Oh yeah, I I kind of want this guy. You know what I mean? I want to have this guy here on my team. Definitely got the money's worth. You know what I mean? Uh, Max Scherzer. They're doing this without Jacob Degrom. Imagine having him, a healthy Degrom, in the rotation right now. Again, is is Degrom ever going to be healthy? No, I mean, probably not. <laughs> I get it. I mean the. The what ifs or the you know possibilities of having him there, I understand look good, but I mean you've you've never seen a a, a healthy a healthy season from Degrom. You know what I mean? I would stop expecting it to happen if it does happen. Cool, hey, that's just a plus. But ah, me personally, with that guy, I'm kind of building a team without him being there. And if he's there. You know what I mean? Right. That's just kind of my my eyes in it. We talk about Chapman all the time, too, right? How he's very good at blowing these important games. God, he's been so close and to he, a couple times. He has been very close. But he hasn't. He, he's got a 2.4 ERA. Almost his only counts in horseshoes. So. <laughs> yeah, so 2.4 ERA. So he's definitely doing halfway of a decent job. Again, um, Bochi over there knows how to make the make the moves, right? The other day, at, which which one was it? For game six, I want to say, when he was out there, he goes out, gets two quick outs, and then they get a hit off of him. So he's faced his three batters, the minimum requirement, and Bochi says, right, you're done. Yep. You gave up the hit. You had your three guys. You're over, right? You did your job today. Congratulations. 
Um, so you have that. You still have a guy like John Gray that really hasn't thrown a whole lot. Andrew Haney hasn't really had a chance Dane to show Dunning a whole lot. Hasn't done a Dane whole lot. Dunning yeah, hasn't had a chance to show a whole lot either. Right. So you still have Martin Perez too. Right. You still have these guys in that bullpen that could potentially be important pieces. Obviously not having a lot of uh, exposure so far. You know what I mean? Martin Perez has the most with uh, 3.1 innings of those three guys. Martin Perez got Cy Young votes last year, so he's not just a slap. Yeah, he's not some guy that you're just like, ah, who cares? Like, who is that guy now? He's he's definitely a guy that can pitch. And if you can find a, a good role for him out of the bullpen, maybe even give him a shot at a start over Scherzer because I think Scherzer's done as well. I, I think so too. I don't think that. I think if you can pull, throw a Martin Perez out there, especially a pretty heavy uh, left-handed hitting uh, Phillies team or uh, Arizona team, right? You got a couple lefties in there. Like if you can control a uh, uh, Corbin Carroll throughout the series with throwing Jordan Montgomery and then a guy like Martin Perez, I think that maybe helps, right? Keeps Alec Thomas out of your lineup. You know what I mean? Then you got to just worry about. I mean. Just got to worry that Christian Walker really doesn't wake up. I mean, and he's bound at some point, you would think, right? Because you still got a guy like Evan Longoria and the other guy that's uh, the third baseman, Rivera, that really isn't doing anything either. So those three guys in your lineup aren't really doing a whole lot. Cattell Marte's a switch hitter, though. I mean, they got – I don't know. I'm done doubting Arizona. They're really fucking good. It's, I mean, there's no – I don't know. There's just no more doubts. It makes it tough, man. It definitely makes it tough seeing what Arizona's done and down them the whole way. But (laughs) I still want to say I don't see them winning the World Series. But it's so hard for me to say it. It's so hard for me to say that they're out of this. So, like, they, whatever reason, whatever way, they obviously can find a way to get it done. Right. I mean... Again, and I mean, it just seems like the road team is the team who has the advantage here. This you, year. This yeah. year, yeah. I it mean, definitely does. Arizona won, you know, their games in Philly at the end. and Well, they yeah, they won two Texas at home, won, yeah. two at Philly. Texas ends up losing all of them at home. All of them at home. So, I mean, it's home field really. Uh, and they have the home field advantage. I saw this crazy stat that uh, – the last nine teams to beat the Brewers in the playoffs have gone on to win the World Series. You not know, to go to the World Series. To go to the not World Series. Not win it. But, well, the last eight, and of those eight, six have won it. The count is now at nine. Nine times the Milwaukee Brewers have made the playoffs. Nine times the team that eliminated them made the World Series. Yeah, and of those, well, of those eight before, because this is the ninth one, right? Yeah. So of those eight before, six of them have won it. So I mean I could I mean realistically I could see it. I, I mean when you got you got stuff like that going on, you know what I mean? It's kinda right. hard not to believe it. Um Do you know who uh, the highest paid Arizona Diamondback is this year? Uh Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner I did see who that. was DFA'd in April. I did see that. About a month into the season. That so. is crazy. That is nuts, right? That is so crazy. Just um, goes to show you, man. You have a team that has uh paid almost nothing to get there. Versus a team that has uh, almost paid everything to get there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you have both sides of the spectrum here. You have uh, both teams that kind of are going at it. Obviously, with the series starting on Friday here, you'll have the two games in Arlington, three games in Arizona. Uh, So Friday, Saturday, then Monday through Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday for game six and seven back in Arlington if needed. Yep. What's going to be your uh, biggest, I guess, uh, X factor, you could say, when it comes to the series? X factor, I think something to look for uh, Something to look for in this series is the pressure. Like I've been saying, um, I think the pressure was kind of what got to Philly at the end when it was all said and done. And Texas, believe it or not, has that same pressure. They invested half a billion dollars to their middle infield. You know what I mean? Nathan Nivaldi got paid this year. Jacob DeGrom, who I understand isn't pitching, got paid. The Texas Rangers are eighth in salary this year. Do you want to guess what the Arizona Diamondbacks are? My guess is going to be bottom. Mm, I'm going to say bottom. I guess bottom 10 to make it easy, but they'll probably be even less, I'm going to say. Probably bottom seven. They're uh, 23rd 
Oh, in payroll. Bottom, bottom seven. Yep. <laughs> Their payroll this year, $76 million compared to Texas' uh, $184 million. So Jesus. literally almost $100 million more. Um, so I think... So I think the pressure off the field, you know what I mean, like mentally that that the Rangers are going to have to have to win this, and on the field having the or having to take care of guys who run the bases, who are quick, who are going to put the ball in play, who are going to bunt guys over, who are going to do little things like that. Can they handle that better than Philly? Because if you think about it. When it comes to the offense, I'm not too entirely worried about because Philly and the Rangers have a very similar offense where they can they both have a bunch of guys that can hit bombs, right? Yeah. And Arizona didn't seem to care about that. They said as long as we can get a few runs, our pitching can handle the rest. Well, fucking, they hit a few bombs themselves. Well, that's too. what I'm saying. <laughs> they have this sneaky power, so they just need a couple guys on, and they'll you know what I mean. So, I think that's something that you got to look forward to. But my biggest X factor is if. Jordan Montgomery and Max Scherzer can continue to do what they've been doing. Um, I really can see – I see Texas winning this. Well, I think um, I think Scherzer's got to get better. I really think Martin Perez may be a better option than Max Scherzer uh, uh, in in this whole situation. I mean, Max Scherzer, it's his second start after coming off of an injury. Um, I think he'd be maybe a little bit of a better personnel coming out of the bullpen. Just because he is high intensity, he is a all-out max effort guy still. So I think you throw that into like a fifth or sixth inning. I think it helps you a little bit more than trying to right. get him to start. Personally, obviously Bruce Bochy's been around the block a couple times, going for his fourth World Series ring. He helped that dynasty over in San Francisco do what they did. So he knows what strings to pull. He knows what he's looking for. He knows what cues to pick up on. And to me, I still think that's gonna that's what's gonna come down to to the to the final decision. Right. I think Bruce Bochy pulls all the right strings. I think he he does what needs to get done at the end of the day uh, to get it all done for the Texas Rangers, and I think they win their first World Series. I mean, again, things are not in their favor when you look at their home field advantage. You're right. When you look at things um, like the. Uh, Comparing pitching, comparing bullpens, I mean, Arizona's bullpen's been lights out. And not that, you know, the Rangers hasn't, but they've been a little more shaky. So, I don't know. Bullpen's going to be a huge factor. Ah, it, it's just exciting times, man. But you, like you said, Bruce Bochy has that experience. He's won this before. He knows what moves to make. He's not going to be scared of making the moves he's got to make. So, I don't know. I it's, don't know. Uh, yeah, no. Again, like I said, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to keep doubting the Diamondbacks. Um, just seeing time and time again what they keep doing, but uh, that that to me is what's going to be the biggest X factor. Is going to be the fact that you got a Bruce Bochy over there uh, managing this team. He's won three. Mm-hmm. He's won three, uh, going for a fourth, and um, he's obviously pulled a couple of the right strings. Uh, you know, against the Houston Astros there. So that that's going to be the biggest decision to me. They're the biggest X factor, like I said. I mean, Marcus Simeon waking up would definitely help. Corey Seager getting back Christian on track. Christian Walker waking up. Christian Walker waking up definitely helps them too. But I think Corey Seager hitting that bomb in the first inning off of a – or, it, yeah, was it the first inning or just the, the bomb he hit in that game seven? Yeah, off of uh, Javier, right? Yeah. He hit that bomb to right field, a uh, uh, fastball up in the zone, finally getting on top of baseballs because a lot of their problem back when they got to Arlington, at least from what I saw, was they just weren't able to get that barrel on top of a ball, right? A lot of pop-ups, pop-up, pop-ups, and then you get to that game seven and all of a sudden Corey Seager gets on top of one and just launches it. I said, to me, that kind of flips the script, and now all of a sudden it gets him going. So if that's the case, I think it becomes very hard for these guys. Um, and obviously, once one of these guys gets going, I think it's just a domino effect that gets more of them right. going as well. You know what I mean? Which so. comes down to their starting pitching and, and, and Jordan, Jordan Montgomery and, and Nathan Ivaldi can go out there. But then again, Zach Gallon is really fucking good. Zach Gallon is, and so, and and so is fucking Fat or whatever that guy's name yeah, is. Fat Fat's gonna be. I mean, to me, it comes down to Merrill Kelly. He won Game uh, Six. Um, as far as their pitching rotation, he had that good start in Game Six, uh, but you got to. I mean, both uh, both uh, Merrill Kelly 
and uh, Zach Gallen got hit around in game one and two. They gave up a pretty good spot, got hit around pretty good. So, I mean, if they come out and get hit around again, I mean, I think it makes it hard because it be a short Jordan, series. Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Navaldi have looked really good all series, Every all, start, all, all, yep. all postseason. You know what I mean? I it, hasn't, it wasn't just one or two here or there like we did because, again, with Arizona, we even talked about it where it was like, well, they just – they just did this game one and game two against Arizona's two best options. Like, what's to fall, what's to come? You know what I mean? Yeah, they obviously put a couple things together, but if that happens again, I mean, it makes it that much harder in this kind of a series. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Like you said, it, I, it's going to be a good series. I really hope it's a good series. That's all I could ask for. I don't want none of this uh, sweeps or five games. I want the six, seven gamers. What oh, I want for sure. of good yeah. baseball for sure. See all three games in uh, all three games in Arizona, and then have to come back to uh, Arlington and make something happen there. Because, like you said, road games, uh, road games seem to favor the away team, or the you know stadium seem to favor the away team from yeah, what we've seen. So which is crazy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. So uh, again, uh, the World Series starts Friday. You got two in Arlington, three in Arizona, then the final two, if necessary, back in Arlington. Um, going to be very, very fun to watch. Very interesting to see how this happens. A little bit of a side piece here. We talked about it with the Houston Astros, but uh, Dusty Baker official, officially calling it good. I mean, it, I, I don't blame him. He got his World Series. He's been doing the managerial part for the last 26 years of his life. I mean, how old is Dusty? He's uh, 74. Yeah, he's old. He's an older guy, man. And, yeah, I think it's time he finally gets some rest. You know what I mean? And I mean that in a nice, respectful way where, like, you know what? You've done enough for the game of baseball, dude. You've been around. You've been around. You're well-liked. You got your World Series last year. You've won over 2,000 games. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's time for Dusty. Yeah, it definitely uh it definitely is and he even said he's got grandkids and things like that that he just wants to go spend time with. So you definitely had a huge part in the game of baseball. You did a lot and I'm sure a lot of people have uh become who they are in the game because of you. So, you know, hats off to you, hats off to your magical career there. Um, and I hope that you enjoy retirement. I honestly do. You know what I yeah, mean? A lot of, very a lot of, well deserved. A lot of people can't seem to stay away from the game of baseball, but I hope uh, this is, I hope this is, uh, you know, you've gotten what you've wanted out of the game, and I hope that you're able to rest without wanting to come back, without having that thought in without your mind. Without having that, that itch. What like if? Or, yeah, what if? Or, you know, can I do this? Or what if I would have done this? You know what I mean? I just hope you're able to relax and enjoy it all. And then also um, another little piece there, Bob Melvin going over to manage the San Francisco Giants. I like that a lot, and here's why. He When he was with Oakland, before he had the big-name Olsons and Chapmans and all those guys, Oakland was a pretty good team. That's true. With no money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he goes to San Diego where he, I, now has. where he had everybody you could need, but I think he had too much alphas. Yeah. I think he had too many guys that were me, 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 not I, you know what I mean, not us, 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 whatever. And I think that's why him going to San Francisco where it's not a team where, you know, you know many players, big-name players. I think he's going to – I don't know. I think San Francisco might be a legit contender next year. Again, we're talking about something in six months from now, but I I like that move a lot. I really do. Yeah, I mean, they had a pretty good team here this year. Obviously, they just fell off towards the end and couldn't sustain, you know what I mean, whatever it was, the case that it was over there. But um, they started off good and kind of got going there and, like I said, just fell off a little bit. I think Bob Melvin kind of having that experience with a low-budget team, someone that doesn't want to go spend a whole lot of money, you know, definitely helps because they do have a couple good guys over there. You know, maybe just the manager and another piece here or there is going to definitely help them out a whole lot more right? Um, and get them back to where they want to get to. So, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, you know, shout out to him. Hopefully it all works out for him as well, and he enjoys his uh, time up there in, in San Francisco for sure. Um, but, yeah, man, any 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 last words for you there? Any Anything else you want to touch on before we go? No, nah, man, I'm, I just – these playoffs have been so good, man. These games are, mu- are must-watch. They're fun games. Um, I – so buckle in, man. We got seven games, hopefully seven games ahead of us, and I'm excited. Last seven games of the season, if we get through all of them, I hopefully. hope you guys are watching it. Yeah, hopefully for sure. Um, but, again, we appreciate you guys. We thank you guys for everything, and we catch you guys on the next one.